Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. It's been a while, but we're back with another exclusive mini-series. Our mini-series are always a listener favorite, and I absolutely love getting the chance to get under the skin of organizations and find out what really makes them tick. So I'm super excited to be bringing you a brand new series, and this one is in partnership with one of the industry's biggest brands. Well, who is it? It's market-leading logistics industry tech provider, WiseTech Global. We had founder and CEO Richard White on the show back in June, and it went down a storm with all of our listeners and over on social media. It was fun and fascinating in equal measures, and it left all of us wanting more. So over the course of our brand new four-part series, we're going to dive even deeper. We'll be talking about why optimized and actionable data is more powerful than mere visibility and why organizations need good data, not lots of data. We'll be revealing the true cost of compliance and changing the way we think about risk in logistics. And we'll be reflecting on the cultural and human challenges that come along with digitization. Today in episode one, I'm joined by Gene Gander, General Manager of Global Sales at WiseTech Global and Amna Shah, Principal and CFO at AHS Consulting. And we are going to be diving into the complex world of supply chain visibility. What does it mean and why is it so important? What impacts are we seeing on the industry after several years of heavy investment? What are the barriers to achieving true end-to-end? and visibility and what exactly is WiseTech and their powerful CargoWise platform doing to tackle those barriers. Visibility has to be one of my favorite supply chain conversations right now. So I'm really looking forward to this one. So welcome to the show, Gene and Amna. Sarah, thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to work with you again. Thank you. Same here. It's my first time, but I it's my pleasure. Thank you. Yes, I'm really excited to be kicking off a brand new mini series with both of you. And we're talking about visibility. It's such a huge topic. Everybody's kind of using the word. So we need to dive into this a little bit more. And I've noticed how the conversations around visibility really are changing. So let's dive right into it. Let's start with some introductions. So Jean, can you let us know who you are, what you do at WiseTech, and maybe remind the audience, you know, who is WiseTech? What do you do? Certainly. So I've been with WiseTech, um, parts of CargoWise for the last 22 years. Um, I originally started as a, a young international forwarder and then got into the log tech sector before uh, log tech was cool back when we were digitizing <laughs> the uh, official airline guide um, cargo products. Um, and now I'm managing uh, global sales for um, CargoWise, um, the product of WiseTech Global. And to understand who CargoWise is, I mean, we're the market leader in international logistics, customs, brokers, freight forwarders, warehouse operators, um, you know, basically anything that a logistics service professional needs to do, they can do it on CargoWise as far as a global system across 160 different countries. So that's a little bit of insight to, to CargoWise and myself. Thanks. Yeah, and it's it's like a household name here in supply chain. I mean, I don't know who doesn't know about WiseTech and CargoWise. So really excited to have you back. And Amna, tell us about yourself and about your company, AHS Consulting. Thank you. Um, so basically, right right as Jean was uh, getting uh, into the WiseTech world, I was also actually getting introduced to WiseTech. It was, it's been about 
21 years uh, wow. since 2002, since I've been familiar with, e, you know, e-forwarders and EDI Enterprise and then CargoWise One. It's been uh, a long time um, working with the software, different softwares, which is now CargoWise One, which is the most powerful tool that uh, WiseTech has um, to offer. And a um, little bit about me. Um, I am a principal as well as the CFO of HS Consulting. We are a freight forwarding consultancy company. Hmm. We are primarily a um partnership with CargoWise, a service partnership, a technical partnership, a business partnership. Um, so we have kind of conquered all the areas. We are a platinum partner and all the competencies out there. Um, and we have been at it since 21, last 21 years. So I was involved in the initial development of the accounting module, um, working with Sarbanes-Oxley Gap Compliance to what it is today um, in the accounting uh, part of the system. Amazing. And I actually spoke about the partnership program with Richard on the other podcast. So if anybody is looking for more information on that, go and check that episode out. Now, Amna, you've worked with WiseTech in a few different ways, like you said, over the last 20, 21 years. And now, you know, AHS Consulting is a CargoWise partner. Why have you worked with WiseTech for such a long time? Talk to us about the partnership. What does that look like? What's the ROI and uh, benefit from being a CargoWise partner? Yeah, absolutely. So I will tell you from my experience since 1999, I was working in logistics, um, imports, exports, customs, brokerage, kind of like, you know, I was, I had an inquisitive mind. I wanted to know it all what goes, you know, like I was so intrigued by the freight forwarding industry. So we were working off of a DOS-based system and then I kind of fell into accounting. So we were working with reports and they were DOS-based reports. They were like this thick of reports that would come out of the system and you would have to take a ruler and sit there and look at the financials, add them up manually and then figure out what's your revenue, what's your cost, what's your gross profit. And then another software, we, we went from that, DOS-based software to another software. And then when CargoWise was first introduced to us and we're like automated reports in Excel, like that's great. Um, so, you know, they they had the operational reports um, and I mean, it was just like, oh my God, I don't have to sit there and look through these reports anymore. Right. And I mean, it, it opened a world of um, for imports and exports too, for operational purposes, like, you know, having e-docs, having um, to be paperless. I mean, back then, that's when this all started. It's not new to CargoWise going paperless or having the e-docs. It's been there forever. It's just been people um, don't use it as efficiently as it needs to, or it could be used. And it's an archaic industry to get people out of that mindset takes a long time. Yeah. But as soon as I saw CargoWise, I'm like, this is the way to go. We're like 10, 20 years ahead of itself in the software. So if I were to embrace it and work with it and see what I can do uh, more with this, um, and even to make it a better software, like giving feedback uh, is one of my primary um, causes dear to my heart. Like, Because whenever I feel like something isn't working the right way or it needs to be improvised, then obviously I'll p- provide my feedback. Um, but that was the start of it. And I think there was no looking back. Um, I've embraced the system and basically took on, took off with it. Amazing. I can almost see you ha- having that ruler in your hand and then going with the wise tech or the cargo wise system and throwing that ruler in the air. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. It was uh, tragic. Yes. <laughs> I love that story. Now, today we're talking about visibility. So what is supply chain visibility? Why is it important? What does it mean when we're thinking about the powerful global logistics platform CargoWise, Gene? 
So with visibility, it's it's more than knowing where your freight is on a color colorful dashboard. Um, it's intelligent and actionable information. So I think that's the big difference. People look with visibility as a, a silver bullet solution, but what they did with it separated the value of what they were getting with it. I mean, visibility in its rarest form is a, a commodity um, in order to automate a, an actionable item. Um, and that's where we add value. Um, you know, visibility without execution, I think it's just window dressing. And because CargoWise is a heavy execution system, that's where that container automation visibility play becomes so effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And visibility means different things to different people. And so I think even before looking at a platform to solve your visibility challenges, you need to know what you're looking for, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and that's a good point, Sarah. We can take a look at visibility two different ways. Visibility is logistic service professional in the back office managing freight. Where is that freight? Um, you know, how does that delivery of that freight according to the expected time, you know, look, and then as a professional being able to manage to that time, then there's also that, you know, forwarders customer who's looking for a visibility solution as far as, as, as they're facing of everything that they see in that forwarder system. So yes, you're right. There's two different ways to take a look at that visibility of depending on who you are. Omna, did you have something to add there? Yeah, I think before when we were working off of a desk as an importer or somebody who would be a liaison for an importer, um, you know, I had worked that desk as an import, ma- you know, manager who would actually look at like, okay, what's coming in? And my customers calling me all the time, asking me where their freight was. Yeah. Came along Amazon. Now everybody has access to visibility of where their stuff is at any given point in time. It's a bigger picture. And when people had their toilet paper disappear, it became a, even a bigger issue. Yes, so um, I think it's more under the microscope now than it was ever, ever. And I think everybody just wants things like, you know, they need to know where it is yesterday, where it was this morning, where it was it on its way to their home right now, the mm-hmm. last mile delivery. So I think it's, uh, it's, it's a big uh, one nowadays, especially, you know, uh, given that everybody is inquisitive and they want to have return on what just what did they just buy? Like, when is it going to arrive? When can they start using it? Yeah. Well, and I remember sitting at the import desk and I got a phone call from this lady and she was like, why can I not see where my goods are on the water? There should be a map and like, you know, something telling me where exactly my shipment was. And this was I don't know. This was a good seven years ago. So we didn't even really have it. But even back then, people were like, why do we not have this type of visibility? And so if you're a logistics provider and you don't have access to something like that to be able to provide the visibility that your client is looking for, no matter what questions they're asking, right? Because visibility means different things to different people you're kind of behind and you need to really be able to have those answers for your clients. Now, according to a recent research report that the CargoWise team conducted in partnership with Reuters, you interviewed 475 plus logistics professionals globally. 29% of logistics organizations say that increased visibility is their number one supply chain priority. I mean, that story that I just told you, that does not surprise me. And it also talks about how a huge 78% invested in new visibility tools and tech since 2020. Why is that? How much can we thank the pandemic for when it comes to this new level of commitment 
and investment in visibility. I think back to that story that I just told you. I mean, that was actually, that was probably more like 10 years ago, even 10 years ago, we wanted this information. But now we're heavily investing as of 2020. So talk to us about that, Gene. So you're exactly right. I mean, with the supply chain crisis, the pandemic, if everything had arrived when it was supposed to, we wouldn't need visibility. I'm telling you, it's going to be there next Tuesday. It's going to be there next right. Tuesday. But when Tuesday becomes Wednesday, that's when we need visibility. And I think the supply chain, well, no, thinking about it, the supply chain crisis brought that to the forefront. I mean, the, the, the times of the elapsed time of containers moving and arriving and, and, the, and the inventories and supply chain being in such a crunch that that Tuesday to Wednesday you know, became, you know, Friday and, and Monday and, and the impact of that became greater. So everyone was looking for, you know, the visibility, um, silver bullet management, and some of it may have not been heavily scrutinized of, look, I did something. Now, Amna said earlier that what people are also looking for is the return for that. Um, you know, it's it's easy to sell log tech, log tech with, uh, you know, implied benefits, but after you've been doing it 20 years, you know, you've got to you've got to be delivering year after year. And I think some of these people started to look at, OK, you know, what are we getting as far as as deliverables on the decisions that we made in the past? And it's, it's being heavily scrutinized now now as far as depending on what they're looking for in visibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I use an example during the pandemic. I was waiting for a couch and I think it took like 12 months to get to me. Oh, wow. And, you know, I was on the phone as a logistics professional and I was like, I know how this works. <laughs> you know, why is this taking so long? And why don't you have visibility into exactly where my order is? Because in 2021, I would expect us to have that. And this was a very large retailer in Canada. And I would have expected them as a logistics and supply chain professional putting pressure <laughs> on the retailers because we know what's actually happening and what they're actually missing which is the software and the visibility to be able to answer my questions. Amna, what do you think about what's driving this visibility? Was it the pandemic or was it kind of before the pandemic? I think it was pretty much the pandemic as I use my toilet paper example, when it impacts the masses is when they realize, hey, there's something called supply chain and there's something called visibility, you know, long life supply chain. All these containers we see on the street actually mean something to us, um, you know, um, and then that's when it every everything kind of hit the roof, like, hey, you know, there is something called supply chain. A lot of investments came in uh, to the industry at that time, um, given that now people really realize this is actually a full industry where, you know, you work with freight forwarders, the freight forwarders work with the, you know, warehouses, all, all of that. Um, I think um, it did really take off uh, during the pandemic. Uh, before that, it was always a, you know, requirement, but nobody wanted to embrace it. Now... Right. The consumer requires it. The consumer is saying demands it. Really, it's it's it, there's no way around it. You have to give them the visibility, and 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 that's why there's an, a huge investment in this industry for that exact same purpose. And you you know the freight forwarder can't get away from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so let's talk about what we're seeing in terms of the impacts. How has this level of investment in visibility tech over the last three years started to impact the industry? Because I'm I'm assuming that we're seeing it as of now, you know, some of that investment being returned um, in a variety of different ways. So Amna, I'm going to start with you and then we'll go to Jean. Okay. 
So um, what what I've been seeing, and basically through Wisetech Global too, I mean, we we have the inception of Neo, which is coming through. I hear um, through the uh, obviously stockholder updates. Um, it's it's been a long time coming, but now we're finally seeing that it's going to be there. So uh, you know, it's going to give people more visibility to what CargoWise has to offer. We've always had global container tracking uh, links with airlines. Um, and then we had flight aware to go and check on where the airline or air freight was at any given point in time. We could ping radars of ships to get like where the ships are like, you know, and we built something in-house at AHS too, to, uh, you know, kind of fill the void for some of our customers to make sure that we could actually supply them when the containers, I mean, it's expensive to ping yeah. the radars of these ships. And we had to control the cost for our customers saying, hey, we can't do that every time somebody sits there and click, click, click and wants to ping that ship. So there's a lot of costs associated with it because it's an archaic and industry. Nobody has really thought of these things. And now they're finally thinking it through and saying, okay, we can suppress this. We can say, okay, don't ping the ship. It's not going to move further for four, four hours. Let's just do it every six hours or eight hours and you know give uh, the same... The same ping that's going to be gone once to that ship, we're going to use it for multiple customers. So there's lots that goes into it. And then obviously knowing the industry, knowing how it all works helps tremendously. So that's where we come in. That's where I've seen, um, you know, obviously um, I don't want to uh, diverge, like um, go, you know, sidetrack this conversation. But there's a lot, obviously, we can talk about here. Yeah, there is a ton to talk about. And it's that refresh button. I think that yes. gets everybody, right? Yes. We just want to click the refresh button and hope that something new happens within well, those two minutes. Gene? The ship inches, are, you know, like up or down. Now, I, the, the impact I think we're looking for is the two questions that people are asking themselves. You know, it's basically, um, how can I operate my business to better today? And am I operating yeah. better than I did yesterday? And they're starting to scrutinize themselves as far as how they're using this uh uh, you know, this visibility information. Um, but they're looking for visibility on two fronts, you know, executionable action items. So how can I minimize my customer, my detention to merge um, um, and, and deliver the service that we've committed to? And then the second thing is the more they're executing as far as I'm the logistic service provider, you know, and I'm triggering this execution with these carriers and I'm getting this visibility back directly. It's a much better, granular, valuable level of data than what they're getting. They're just trying to harvest data out there in the open as far as what's happening. So we see more and more people, um, you know, taking it to the execution level to get that visibility back. Um, well, it's better conversation. Yep. Yeah. True. Right. Like it's it's better conversation, not only internally, but externally. And I think the other thing, too, is the last couple of years have really shown us um, competitiveness within the logistics landscape. No longer are we just competing on price. We are competing on customer experience. And so the more investment that logistics providers, 3PLs, are making into visibility technology is going to increase their competitive advantage in the landscape, right? And it's going to enhance their customer experience. You know, logistics providers, the industry hasn't had to think too much about customer experience, but now they're demanding it, right? They're demanding these tools. They're demanding the visibility. They're demanding the provider to be able to have those conversations, bring the data to the table, right, Gene? Exactly. And, you know, 
And the shippers and the logistics providers have been searching to do this and find the right way to get there. Uh, there's been a lot of experimental investment, you know, in the ever increasing log tech sector as far as, you know, what is that solution and how can that add value to my customers? And, and, and people were, you know, taking a look at if there was a better way to do that out there. And it was easy to have that um, experimental investment, if we want to say that, you know, when containers are moving at $20,000 a box. Um, you know, when the ocean rates are now at the pre-pandemic and, you know, and even maybe even leaner, um, there's not a whole lot of appetite for experimental investments. Mm-hmm. You know, they're looking for proven ROI that's going to give value to their customers and, 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 and is going to have a return to them for what they're investing in. And I, I think that's probably the biggest shift we've seen in the last couple of years. That's absolutely what we're seeing, too, on our side. Obviously, we deal with uh, you know customers around the world, and it, that's pretty common around every continent, uh, everywhere, not just the United States and Canada. Yeah, but and I, you bring up a really good point, Gene, in the fact that there are still, even though seventy eight percent are investing or have invested since 2020, there's still quite a few challenges and barriers to better visibility. Talk to us about what you're seeing. Why are people so hesitant in bringing or adopting this kind of, um, you know, tool that can really enhance their business? It's it's going through another phase of digital transformation. So change is tough. Change is tough in an organization and it's, it's, it's tough with individuals. The human element can be is 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 compelling um, or challenging in the technical element of hey let's make this work. So we see a couple of different things. If we don't have the firm commitment from upper management and they hold firm to that commitment and uh, rank and file see them flinch, then it's easy to back off of a digital transformation project like that. Um, so you know it's it's basically takes commitment and you know they really can't under resource it either. It takes a bit of an effort to put in. Um, you know, a, a new process, a new system. Omna lives that every day. Um, yeah. And they've got to make sure that, you know, they're investing in it. Well, and think about that, right? Everybody is tight on IT resources, or that's what I've been hearing. And that is definitely part of that challenge or barrier. Yes, we need this platform and this software. How long is it going to take us to onboard, right? And how much IT resources are we going to need? Amna, what are you seeing as far as uh, challenges and barriers? Um, I think the human resource is a huge challenge. We see this all the time. It's not just with visibility. We we see it just implementing a new system. Um, you know, like, why do I have to learn a new system? I'm two months from my retirement or a year from my retirement. I don't want to learn a new system. So they'll go down, but they'll go down fighting. And until there is a big push from top down in that company, it doesn't go well. That project doesn't go very well because if you have had human, you know, human resources or you know your um, team members that are have been there forever and they've just done it a certain way, it's hard to get them out of how they've done it a certain way and get them to embrace new tools, new technology. And I think that is the biggest challenge in, challenge in this industry because we have uh, our brokers that are. Um, you know, they might have been licensed like in the 1950s and they love using a DOS-based system and that's what they do best because they love their tab button on their keyboard and you can get them away f- from that um, to a click uh, module or, uh, you know, it's it's just a variety of things. But the it comes down and boils down to one thing and, and it's the, the common factor is the human aspect of it and not 
wanting to embrace the change or the challenges. Um, the newer generation is pretty like okay with it. Like, you know, they do it all the time. They um, go online and do these things and they embrace it right away. But it's harder with the older population. And I see this all the time where they, one, maybe, and I'm, I, my background is accounting now because I have a fat, um, master's and bachelor's in accounting and financial management. So I'll give you an example where a CFO would hold back the whole company because they're so used to a certain financial software that if the new software that you're bringing to them for freight forwarding does not, um, you know, interact with it automatically, mm -hmm. they don't want to embrace it, even though that means the company will not succeed or grow 10 times in the next year. If, they, if right. it means the stagnation, they'll prefer stagnation over their own personal gains. Hmm. I just can't stand it. And then you have to make an make an appeal to the owners and say, hey, you need to look through this beyond this curtain or this veil and just, you know, embrace the system. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you everybody will be fine. It is a full-fledged accounting system in CargoWise. Let's go with it. And, you know, we've proven ourselves, uh, you know, time and time. And sometimes we can and they come back and say we're ready for CargoWise's accounting module as well. Right. So, I mean, it, it, it's... um. We don't give up that easily, but we don't want to be hard selling to. Sometimes we just have them do what they want because we know where they're coming back for more. It's a known characteristic, familiar heuristics. People yes. love what they know. So it takes a strong individual to think outside their comfort zone and say, I've been doing this every day. I'm good at it. I can do it in my sleep, but there's a better way to do it. And I'm going to disrupt my life for a while to do it a better way. You know, that yes. takes that takes a strong individual to buy into that. Especially if they've got short timers disease, like Amna says, they don't need that headache. <laughs> well, bravery and courage. I think one other thing is no perceived ROI. How do you both deal with that, right? Because at the end of the day, you might not see it right away. But like Omna said, you are going to grow the business 10 times once you have some of the software in place. The ROI is measured a number of different ways, depending on the organization. Okay. Not everybody is good about measuring how they do things today. So now we're going to do it somewhere, somehow differently tomorrow. And how do we measure that metric against which we weren't measuring before? I've had people measure their return by saying everybody's leaving at five o'clock and it's a better place to work than um, you know how we did in the past. Um, but everyone's doing their own internal studies. We, we try to take our customer partners through it and we have nine phases of productivity. So you've got a manual system, you got to have a computerized system. Now let's go to uh, an enterprise level. Now let's do workflow and workflow automation that Amna does so well and, and working with them. And, and, and each rung of that letter, each step of that stairway, they're ringing up more and more productivity. And they're measuring that. I mean, people might be measuring it differently based on file counts or, or tonnage or revenue per individual, but um, there's they know how to measure ROI. And I think that's why some of this experimental uh, investment or some of these golden silver bullet uh, visibility plays in the past are starting to be scrutinized more of exactly what are they getting out of that. Right, right. And what does that look like? How long does it take? But you're right. ROI means different things to different people, just like visibility does as well. And it depends what that organization is looking for. So let's talk about the solutions that CargoWise are using to break down some of these barriers for the customers and deliver better visibility across the industry. So container automation, for example, is really tackling the lack of resources barrier by eliminating manual processes and streamlining the supply chain, right? So Amna, tell us about this particular product and talk to us about how it goes over with your with your customers. 
I mean, uh, so the customers definitely like to embrace uh, the, you know, they want to get the automated feedback from um, CargoWise or any, you know, system they can get their hands on that would give them, where's my freight right now? That, that's basically the question. Where is my freight at any given point in time? Um, so CargoWise works off of global container tracking. Um, it has the automation in there. Uh, Neo is the platform that is coming through um, fairly quickly here soon. And that would give uh, right now too. even like there's a glimpse of Neo in CargoWise where you can actually go into the console side, look at um, the ship and you can see it on a map where and where it is at a given point in time. So, um, you know, people have been asking for it for a very long time. It's uh, now there. And um, they embrace it and they love what they see and um, what they're uh, looking at. Um, given like one of the questions you just we were just talking about was the ROI. Mm -hmm. As a financial person, uh, would the ROI return on investment on how what they're doing versus wh what they were doing before cargo wise? Basically, when we when I actually introduce the system to them and I go through okay, here's your um, system management training. And it's an hour I take with them, with the senior management and the owners. And I say, this is what you have at your fingertips. Anytime you look at what your shipments are doing, you did not have before. You can have the same amount of people do more and basically return a bigger investment for your company. And when you give them the tools, just like, you know, global container tracking or the, uh, you know, visibility you're talking about, it's not just the visibility on water. For owners, it could be visibility of financials. It could be visibility of what am I returning? So what is my biggest trade lane? They are unaware sometimes, these owners, that what is my biggest trade lane? Where do I do the biggest, like, uh, amount of business from? Um, and when you actually give them CargoWise and you show them those reports, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't even know this is my biggest trade lane. Right. This is where I do the most business from. Is it air or ocean? What do I do most? Um, you know, and who does the most files in my company? Who's working the hardest? Um, and they can actually see it granular. So they can actually see the revenues, the cost of sales, the salaries against each department. So where are they more? Um, I, I guess they're more like into where there's more human resources expended mm -hmm. and there's where there's less. And maybe that department is doing more and not leaving at five o'clock, like Jean said. So right. With that visibility, you can actually manage your business better. You can actually put your resources or work with that agent closer where you, your biggest trade lane is. Mm -hmm. And that's the visibility that CargoWise gives you. So it's not just the visibility on water or, you know, where my freight is. That gives owners more time to expand, like, on other things. Yeah. Um, and maybe spend more time on, okay, now I want to automate this, this, and this. Um, so it's not just the visibility of where my freight is. It's a lot of other things that people can use and work with. Hey, listen, that's a, that's I, I, I would have liked to have left at five o'clock when I was working. <laughs> I mean, there were 12 hour days, you know, I wasn't leaving yeah. till six or seven o'clock just because of the, the pile of files I was going through. And I didn't, we didn't have the right software. Sorry, Gene, I, I, I interrupted you. No, I was just going to compliment uh, Amna. I said earlier, there's two, two areas to look at visibility, your internal operation, Supply chain visibility, detention, demurrage, where how do we manage the supply chain? And then the customer facing visibility of, of how you're performing with them, even if it's customs entries. But, you know, the third area, as Anna pointed out, is visibility of managing your own business. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's it's pretty eye opening. Just because you have a customer that keeps you busy, it isn't always a customer that uh, is a good customer to have. That's exactly. so true. And I think there's a an element of machine learning and artificial intelligence. Gene, can you can you walk us through that? Yeah, I mean, that gets over my head quite a bit, but 
if we take a look, it's probably more machine learning versus artificial intelligence. And we're working on both phases. And much of that in its purest form probably comes with the predictive ETA. You know, this is what we're getting from the carrier or this is what we're getting from different sources. And then with container automation, we call it container automation because it's not necessarily a single feed from a carrier or a port or satellite tracking. It's various sources of data that's coming in. And now we need to normalize that data and use machine learning to tell you know, that logistic service professional of all the information that's out there, of all the noise, and you said it at the beginning, Sarah, more data isn't better data. Um, you know, what is the, the best ETA or the best current status that we have for, for that point in time? And that's, yeah. that's part of it. And then, you know, you know, we're taking a look at all of these different uh, AI tools out there and decide, you know, which one can have value for what we're doing every day in our business, just as our customers are. And, um, you know, you've got to decide what your problem is before you decide what your solution is. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. But one of the things I like the, uh, about what you just said is cutting through the noise. There's yeah. a lot of noise when it comes to technologies and service providers, software providers, people that you can work with and technologies that you can work with for various different things. And you want to be able to cut through that noise and be able to do what you do on a daily basis to provide you with that right data, the data that you need in a very in a way that makes things way more efficient and allows supply chain professionals, logistics professionals to do what they do best on a day-to-day -day basis. And some of that comes from strategic thinking. It comes from the creative thinking as well. And being able to give that time back is invaluable. Now, I think you also have workflow and tracking, and that starts to address some of those issues that Omna, you were talking about employee resistance. Can you talk about how that makes their jobs uh, much easier? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can actually have uh, workflow and uh, tracking in CargoWise, whereby you can actually dictate to the system, hey, this is what exactly I want. Mm -hmm. And you, this person, the people at, at any company, as long as you have a workflow, you know, their milestone set up, you really don't have to touch the file multiple times. Mm -hmm. And that's what we believe in as a, as a freight forwarding logistics consultancy. We believe less touches to the same job over and over again, streamline everything. Um, from the time it starts, okay, if the uh, automation is coming from an agent, uh, it will be fed into CargoWise if that agent is on CargoWise. If not on CargoWise, we can, instead of E2E, we can do EDI into the system. And once that, you know, information comes in, the documents also can come in um, and, you know, they reside in CargoWise. Once that's done, the uh, employee can actually print out their documents. Um, printing, I don't mean literally printing or emailing them out is pretty much what I mean. But they can actually have workflows in there where as soon as this happens, like let's say the ETA or ATA is populated, then a document gets generated to the customer. Or anytime there's an update to the shipment, a document gets or an email gets generated with a document attached, with a document attached that goes to the customer. So people don't even have to touch the system multiple times to produce that information to their customer. And that's what CargoWise has had for the longest time and people don't embrace it easily. I mean, there are a lot of customers that are have been on CargoWise for, for 10 years and they don't know about these functionality uh, functionalities that are in CargoWise that they never they never use. So I, I say to them, hey, you're using a Maserati of a system as a Mazda or sorry, nothing against Mazdas, but you yeah. know, I, like a, a car that you would just drive manually. You don't even know 
um, what the potential here. And that's when we come in and we, you know, indulge with them and make sure that we get them to the optimal level of usage in that system. In the system. I, I want to go back and work in logistics because all I'm thinking about is how hard my job was and how you much and me and easier probably... it would be today. You know, you, you start, you get close to cargo wise and you think, God, I'd love to get back into forwarding again. Right. You know? Oh, I could run the business and then you get your <laughs> sensibility and you go, no, no. I. <laughs> but Amna's right about the workflow. I mean, you you mentioned the noise and everything that has to happen and all the different files and all the different tasks and where do you start? And there's boards to tell you to do. But, you know, when Amna works with customers and we really get this machine tuned quite well, and it's important because everybody's unique, special and different, even though they're international forwarders, how they do it. That's their secret sauce. So being able to industrialize that process that they feel makes them so strong and then automate it. So we we can we can build these tasks and uh, and break them up and assign them to the right person with the right capability, with the you know right priority at the right time. And all they got to do is go from the top down and start knocking off tasks. The machine tells them what to do instead of having them try to figure out what to do. And then let's take it a step further, as Amna said. Let's have the machine do it for us so we don't even have to have the people, you know, punching down the list as far as vessel arrives. We get an ATA and the arrival notice goes out automatically. Exactly. I mean, if I could just have, you know, <laughs> done the check mark every time, crossed the to-do list off online that would that would have been amazing and i almost feel like now with a cargo wise system i could gamify it <laughs> for myself and make my day to day just that much more fun so i am super excited for all of the logistics professionals out there right now especially if they are using cargo wise now just remind us real quick gene who is an ideal client for you like if i'm sitting in the audience listening to this when should i give you a call International domestic forwarder, customs house broker, warehouse. We say a logistics service professional. So they're not the BCO, but they're actually executing freight on behalf of others. Now we can break that down further. The larger you are, it's not a scalable size. If I'm a single office international forwarder, I want the same tools that my large multinational yeah. you know, competitors have. And, and, and I can prove that I can run it quite effectively. But the more broader and comprehensive your organization is, if you're operating across, you know, 15 different countries and you've got customs and you've got forwarding and you need integrated job costing and accounting, the more touch points you have, the more you value in what CargoWise has. Because, you know, we might have a, a small competitor who can do this piece of it in this country and that's fine if that's all you do. But boy, once you start having more touch points, CargoWise is the only one who can do what they want to be done. Well, and think about how much fun you can have. I mean, that's all I'm thinking about right now, but I'm a bit of a supply chain nerd. Anyways, Amna, I think you have a story that you want to share with us. Tell us about this story, this case study of using CargoWise and how somebody benefited from it. Um, so basically, um, we we were in a room and somebody had actually wanted to procure um, CargoWise because it had a better, you know, obviously uh, visibility into the system where their freight was at any given point in time. Um, you know, having their agents go on the web tracker, be able to look into, well, you know, the bookings, the um, the quotations that have been sent out, um, or if you had like any documents that you, you know, they wanted to download, they can uh, do it off of the uh, web tracker. Um, and they were really in the room for a new software. So, and, you know, CargoWise was a no-brainer uh, for them. And that's where they, um, that's how they went for it. 
Amazing. Amazing. I love those kinds of stories. And when I say fun as a logistics, you know, professional, I mean that that's what is going to keep people going to work, right? That's what they want. They want to have fun at their jobs. And so that is uh, one of the reasons why I keep bringing it up because it's really important. Now, finally, then, can you share your top tips for achieving better supply chain visibility? Amna, I'm going to start with you. Um. I want to defer this one to Jean. Like, uh, oh, I'll sure. I'll kind of go off of that if that's okay, Jean. Yeah, no problem. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I feel that you need to control your visibility through execution. So, if you're looking at an aggregator there of visibility data, the key is through execution. So, don't stop with visibility. Um, you know, seeing your your goods arriving over the water and through the air is is one thing. Um, but the most important part becomes that final leg. So. You know, where, how is that moving to the door? Because that's ultimately what we're paid for. So how can we get that granular visibility? And that, and that comes through execution and execution through optimization. So of all the different options out there, what's the best option for that final mile, that door delivery? Um, when we do, then let's automate that booking with that, uh, that Dray carrier or that cartage agent. Um, and then because we're executing, and I said at the beginning, if you're executing, then you get better visibility back. So getting that visibility um, data into your system, which is much more granular and valuable to your customers. Yeah. And across the organization too, internally, externally to your C-suite, you know, visibility counts on all aspects. Amna, did you want to leave everybody with one thing to think about? Yeah, I think um, Gene had it right with the execution. I think um, we are, we're still in a very archaic industry. It's, you know, we have the mom and pop trucking companies, which will never uh, give you access to where they are on the road. Um, so, you know, and they, that's what they enjoy. They just want to drive a semi from point A to point B. Um, so execution, as Gene said, like where we can get better is the tools we have, execute them properly. Um, optimize them to the fullest potential and not leave anything unturned, any stone unturned. Really, that's where it uh, boils down to. So I think that's uh, really what I would actually say is execution. I mean, we live in this day and age where we have air tags. We can put it in our uh, yes. bag and we can see where it is at any given point in time. So why can't we do it with trucks? So it's a, it's not far. It's it's coming. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to take the industry by a storm, but there's a lot of I'm saying I'm pretty sure there's a lot of litigation and, uh, you know, things that they people have to get through. But uh, execution is the biggest one that comes to mind. Absolutely. Say. And air tags, even if you're a small <laughs> to medium sized trucking company. Go get some air air tags and provide visibility as well to your customers. So what an amazing start to our mini series. The past few years have seen global supply chains grow in length and complexity as more and more businesses expand their footprints in search of new markets, revenue generators, and suppliers. These modern supply chains have been designed to achieve increasingly ambitious targets with shorter lead times, smaller margins, and faster delivery times, leaving them at times vulnerable and unable to effectively respond to disruptive events. And unfortunately, global supply chains continue to experience unprecedented disruption. So organizations must act fast to improve the productivity and efficiency of their operations. And data visibility is key to unlocking the agile yet robust supply chains of the future. If you want to find out more, you can check them out at CargoWise.com. 
And a massive thanks to Jean and Amna for joining me today and to the team at WiseTech Global for making this episode happen. Make sure to tune in for episode two of our brand new mini series. I'll be joined by Craig Sealing, CargoWise's product manager for customs and compliance in North America, and a special guest to dive beneath the surface of compliance and reveal its true cost, the cost of non-investment in compliance software and the cost of running multiple systems across your operations. If you have an eye on reducing costs, mitigating risk, and tackling emergent compliance-related issues like cybercrime, this is a must-listen-to episode. I'll see you then. Amna and Jean, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, Sarah.